0: Well, almost no one enjoyed Ed Sheeran on Game of Thrones, so maybe they'll like Harry Styles in a movie. So we couldn't help but get our buzz on. Welcome to Buzzed Off Film, the spoiler-free mini-episode version of our regularly scheduled sister podcast, High On Film. I'm Chris Maxwell. I am your host for the next 15 to 20 minutes. I imagine we might run a little 20, closer to 20, a little hotter today, because we're right in the middle of our summer break. And our air conditioning's broken, so I've been a little hot. So I feel like we're going to run hot. And, uh, yeah. We just watched Dunkirk, the new movie from Christopher Nolan, made in the year of our Lord, 2017, directed by Mr. Nolan, written also by Mr. Nolan, and a movie that I really didn't want to see. And uh, I was too afraid of being duped by Christopher Nolan yet again. Not to say I didn't like any of his films. Inception's fine. The first two Batman are great. Memento, from what I remember, still holds up. Should, hopefully. But F off Insomnia. Goodbye, Interstellar. What's the other one? Oh, Dark Dark Knight Rises. Rises. There it is. And there he is. The co-host from the couch, the mother of dragons, one of Earth's mightiest heroes, and the podcaster of disaster, and the walking Kevin Bacon game, and the Brad Davis that God gave us, the co-host of this show, of High On Film, a friend of mine, and of yours alike, Mr. Brad Davis. Howdy. Howdy, Brad. (laughs) Howdy. Howdy. I tried something different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Going for the Western, the Texan.
1: Yeah, I I went for something that would make me uh seem unlikable. And I think I nailed it. And
0: that. a howdy is yeah. that I feel like howdy's very likable.
1: Oh, it's likable for other people. I don't feel like I pull that off. You uh, gotta have like a little more of the southern uh the southern feel to it and I certainly do not.
0: Sure. So, Fair I don't enough. think it fits me. That warm southern uh accent. Yeah. Yeah. And hospitality, which yes. they're famously known for in the South. Yeah, which um I hate hospitality. Well let's talk about something else I think you previously hated. Interstellar. Ah. <sighs> I know, I, both of us, we're hot and cold on Nolan, right? That's kind of the thing we have going with our podcast.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I've been a little more hot and, uh, I've been a little more cold on Nolan recently. Uh, early Nolan I love. Uh, I love Dark Knight. I love Memento, although that might need a, uh, a new viewing to make Prestige, sure. Prestige, I remember being pretty good. I've never seen the Prestige, actually. Mm. Um, but, and I really do like Inception. I I feel like some of it's, tricks were a little bit revealed by Interstellar. Sure. As far as dialogue and just it pretty much all being exposition, but...
0: Interstellar revealed the prestige of Inception for me. eh, Or the lack thereof. Well, no, I think there is a prestige there. It's just not a great one. Ah. Or it's over-explained, because Nolan likes to do that.
1: A lot, especially in Inception and Interstellar.
0: Well, what'd you think of, or... Going into Dunkirk, were you anticipating this? I know a lot of people were, a lot of people weren't. Former guest of High on Film, Aaron Teachman, I know, famously did not like it, and I believe he gave way to the good reviews and went and saw it.
1: Uh, Interstellar certainly had me concerned and not excited for this, though I will say that seeing the first trailers for this movie gave me a little more hope, because even the trailers looked pretty great, just visually speaking.
0: A new hope. A new hope. All right, well, let's get into our first segment. It's movie trailer voices. Both Brad and myself have prepared individual tailored movie trailers to this particular film in case you have not been able to check out these films because somehow you're in networks for podcasts but not for movie trailers. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with you. Brad, do you have a movie trailer for us? Yes, I think it will very much fit in with the way the show has started. I'd love to hear it. <clears throat>
1: From Christopher Nolan, the director of long and bad movies like Dark Knight Rises and Interstellar, comes a tight one hour and 45 minute movie about one of the most famous battles in Britain's history. When 400,000 troops were trapped in the small city of Dunkirk, one of the greatest rescue missions ever ensued. Christopher Nolan gets his groove back with his gripping new warm (laughs) film, Dunkirk.
0: Good one. Thanks. Gets his groove back. Hey. No one gets his group back. You laughed. I did. That was the purpose. Yeah, it seemed to break with the tone of the rest of your trailer, though. I think that's my main complaint. Also on purpose. Okay. Well, yours is much better than mine. I I didn't know what to write for this um, ish, so I I went simple. Okay, like this film, I feel uh, is itself very simple. Follow Christopher Nolan, the director who took you over Gotham, into your mind, and across space and time, over the English Channel to the beaches of World War II-era Dunkirk, where over 400,000 British troops have been marooned and surrounded by Germans. With minimal resources available, England enlists the help of available citizens to bring their boys home. On land, in air, and at sea, every minute counts in the evacuation of Dunkirk. Oh, no, that's pretty good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I just felt like that was shorter than I usually uh, go. No, I felt like that was pretty on par, but I could be wrong. All right. I'll stop uh, talking myself down in the future. There you go. Thanks. Thanks, Brad. Working that self-esteem. Working that self-esteem. All right, next segment. Chiching ching To pee or not to pee. <laughs> I don't know why there was a... I don't know either. ...register. <laughs> we should talk to the sound department. We should. We need to discuss that, a lot of things with them. Yeah. Uh, A.K.A. You're in, you're out. Here it is. Uh, an hour and 46 minute Christopher Nolan film. Everyone loves a good slow clap on a podcast. Sure. You know, microphone. Right in
1: front of the microphone. Yep. Um,
0: but I'll tell you, an hour and 45 minute Christopher Nolan film, an hour and 45 minute summer blockbuster is a gift. So I'm going to go ahead and say, just for that alone... Use the bathroom before you go in and try to stay in your seat the whole time. I always encourage people to stay in their seat the whole time, if possible. And this film, I'm, as I think, uh, I don't think I've showed my hand yet, but I'll, I'll tell you now, I'm pretty positive on this movie. Stay in your seat. Don't ruin the tension this movie works so hard to build. That being said, if you do have to use the bathroom, if, if you just absolutely can't hold it, The only time I'd say maybe don't use the bathroom is at the 45 minute mark. There's a beautiful little reveal that helped enrich this movie so much for me. Uh, so I'd say that that's really the only time that you shouldn't go. I don't think there's really any other good time to go. But if you do zip out, zip back in, you know, you can generally get what's going on. But, uh... The tension is so well built. The tone of this movie, the pacing, I think, is beautiful, and I would recommend staying in your seat. Brad?
1: Yeah. I uh, I mean, I reached a point in this movie about half hour to 45 minutes oh, in yeah. where I needed to pee yeah. quite terribly.
0: Yeah, real world.
1: Yeah, it was not fun. Um, But I stayed in my seat. A, because we were in the middle of a row and I wasn't about to be the person that gets up and walks in front of... Yeah a pretty crowded theater. Of a, yeah, very crowded theater. Um, definitely be in your seats from the beginning of this film. The first 30 minutes knocked me on my ass. Mm. I, I thought the first 30 minutes were the best parts of this movie. Um, yeah, you're you're correct. The 45-minute the reveal, all of that works very well, but just kind of the way you're dropped into this movie, those first 30 minutes floored me. Yeah. Um, After that first 30 minutes, maybe you can dip out really quick if you're, like, on an aisle seat and you can run. But, again, you got to be back in your seat, like you said, by about 45. Um, Yeah, otherwise, I mean, stay in your seats. I had to pee about, yeah, like I said, 45 minutes into this movie and I stayed in my seat the whole time. And I'm glad I did. Um, Honestly... Well, I'll talk about that a little more later. Honestly, if there was a place you could do it, it would almost be the end of the movie. You could almost dip out a little bit at the end. Yeah. Um, in the last, like, ten minutes. But
0: we're only talking 16 minutes more than an approved high-on film runtime.
1: Yeah, which, for me, hour, if you're in that hour and forty-five, hour and 30, hour and 45-minute range, you're fine.
0: You're still getting the high HOF stamp In of my approval. opinion. All right.
1: I don't think it has to be 90 minutes or less for us to...
0: Yeah, approve. Uh, But I I will also uh, elaborate on something you said that that, uh, I think is important. If you're in the middle of the aisle, also take extra care because this is a very visual movie. And if you're walking in front of a lot of people, you're ruining a lot of this film. Um, Yeah, minimal dialogue in this movie. It is is a very visual visual film. film. So yeah, also something to take into consideration. I did, and that's why I held it. And I'll tell you, being to one side of you, I appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks, Brad. All right, let's get into the meat of this. For what it's worth, where we measure our opinions against the price of admission into the theater, we saw this movie in glorious 70 millimeter for a reasonable $15. What's it worth? Uh,
1: I mean, I like this movie a lot. I Maybe on a second viewing, I, I think I need a second viewing to kind of connect some dots a little more, some things that I wasn't paying attention to as much or didn't really follow as well that I could go back and I feel like rewatching it I'll be able to place a little better. Um, I had some issues with the ending. It got a little
0: schmaltzy for me. Um, yeah, I mean, you brought this up that it's almost a Michael Bay celebration of patriotism at the y- end
1: yes a little bit o- o- almost and, and it, it
0: definitely gets it's most schmaltzy and heavy handed at the end of this film well
1: and it feels like such a tonal break from what the rest of the movie was mm. and that made it I think even uh, uh, I even had a bigger problem with it than I probably would have because of that um, because this movie does so many things well it is visually stunning as far as war movies go, I mean, I mean, we were kind of discussing before. Maybe Saving Private Ryan. Not many movies accomplish what this does from a visual standpoint. Oh yeah, films. the
0: best sky and sea since Life of Pi.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: The the as far as shot composition, right?
1: I mean. The air, all the stuff, the airplane work in the yeah. air. Obviously. featuring
0: Tom Hardy in his third movie wearing a mask the entire fucking film <laughs> that is true it's becoming his thing yeah uh, Dark is, he's Rises such an on ugly Mad man Fury that's Road. The <laughs> it is <laughs> yeah Tom Hardy known for his grotesque Disgusting. bottom half of his face thank god like the woman the villain secondary villain in Wonder Woman yes that's, that's exactly what he has one of those ceramic half faces so we have to put a mask on him <laughs> Um, it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. Hey, anyway,
1: he's coming a thing now, which I almost yeah. respect and Keep going back to the well. If you're gonna, if you're gonna <laughs> take true. it this far, just keep going. Hey,
0: we it. got a future trash star destroy category already set up. Hey, Tom I mean, Hardy and a mask for the whole fucking movie. Then it's a complete win already. There it is. Um,
1: but yeah, this movie builds great suspense. I, I mean, it puts you on the. It feels like you're on the ground with with these soldiers who. I mean, there's so many moments of just them hearing something coming and ducking down to the
0: ground, and it is just... These German bombers that have now just taken, but just flying by and just dropping bombs on these people while they're marooned on this beach.
1: And you just hear them coming, and all of a sudden these people duck, and and no one lets you sit in it for like, you know, maybe ten seconds before something actually happens. So that kind of, uh, the way he builds
0: suspense that way is pretty brilliant. This vastness... Which is why I recommend 70mm IMAX to For sure. see the, the scale of this thing. I think really makes it build suspense and tension, obviously. I mean, you hear these planes coming from miles out. And I can't believe I have to go back on this so quickly. I proclaimed on this very podcast... That Baby Driver would be winning some Oscars uh, for yes, you did sound editing and sound mixing. That is right. We've got a goddamn contender yeah. here, yeah. Because I'll tell you, some of those bombers coming in is so effective, absolutely terrifying, and sounds incredible.
1: I mean, certainly, if we're comparing the two, for me, it's Dunkirk. Dunkirk I- yeah. excels. Well,
0: I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Dunkirk sounds mixing. Baby Driver, I'm still going to give the sound editing Oscar to. Okay, that's 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 my official high on prediction at this point. Compromise, halfway point. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Oh, and just to go back on something else, actually, you just you said that uh, I wanted to just say. Uh, Christopher Nolan. One of my biggest problems with him is usually his uh, screenwriting capabilities. And in this one, he did write it, but like you said, there's almost no dialogue which I think is a strong benefit to this film. And I'll tell you what. Almost too much dialogue. <laughs> there is so little talking in this movie and every bit of talking that happens in this movie is almost extraneous.
1: Yeah, you're right. You said that after we saw it and I was like, "You're absolutely right. That's hilarious but so true."
0: Yeah. Let this let this man's visual style speak for itself. Stop stop writing things. I the stories The one thing I will say, I I don't know if it's the best story to tell. Like, the story of Dunkirk is a great story. The the three to four kind of individual stories he has Chosen. chosen to tell here, I'm curious to know, I don't think they are, but I'm curious to know if they're true stories, because this may negate what I'm about to say. But in this day and age, I really think it's a shame that he told the stories of just all white men. Sure. Not to say that, you know, there's a lot of probably uh, uh, colored troops available at the time, whether they be Asian or black or Latino, especially because this is almost solely British troops. You get a few French uh, troops as well here and there. Um, But women, it it makes, it's very strange because I think there's only two or three women in this entire movie I doubt they even have lines.
1: I don't think so. And
0: I think two of them are like the Red Cross nurses who are like handing bread to come visit. And I just don't understand. And no disrespect to Killian Murphy, Mark Rylance, and the other two gentlemen on the boat. But why couldn't the boat have be the Red Cross nurses' story rather than these guys?
1: It's true. Yeah, I mean, there's... Come on, dude. You're saying there's three women in this movie. Man, I almost... Shots I can of them. Barely remember Shots.
0: It. Yeah. I'm telling you that they're not even roles. One might have a line saying like, "Bread for you, sir," or something. You know, like great completely British thrown accent. away. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Um, That being said, I, I I do think he did a phenomenal job with this movie. I think the ensemble is great. Um... It reminds me a lot of, like, Saving Private Ryan and and more so Black Hawk Down. Yeah, you,
1: that comparison, I think, is very accurate. It just, you're dropped um, into this battle one way or the other. Yeah. You're here, and that's with the, what the story a, a is. with an
0: incredible ensemble of all terrific actors, I think. Uh, the guys I just named are great. Kenneth Branagh gives a great performance, per use. Um... The guy from Agent Carter, I think, is really good. Uh, yeah, James
1: Darcy, I want to say is his name. Yeah,
0: the, the kid on land, I don't know his name. <laughs> I should probably have looked that up. That would have been He's smart,
1: great. The Harry
0: Styles, great job. Yeah, he, very natural. Very natural. Yeah. I, th- I thought he did really well. And I can't
1: uh, pass over the score of this film. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer uh, with a ticking clock kind of at mm-hmm. the... Uh, kind of in the background of the score adds such a beautiful uh, tension
0: to this film yeah. that just heightens the stakes. And I don't think a single <laughs> Inception noise. Oh, that's used in like every movie of the the last seven years. I when you just did that I was like I have no idea what's
1: happening right now a
0: redo, Brad
1: yeah I get it now but no man. the
0: inception noise that would like went on to be used in like every effing movie well,
1: well yeah whenever they're like falling over the the it, when they're in the van like falling into yeah, the yeah, river yeah, the yeah. slow right. slow fall
0: right. I think they used it in Shutter Island a little bit too probably yeah Yeah. it plagued us it was like click click boom of it's, orchestral it's, scores <laughs> Oh, uh, click, click, boom! Still haunts us to this day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if I could remember another lyric, I'd probably make a joke about it. I can't. am coming, no. coming down to the stereo. I don't even know I what the have words no are. No idea. Anyway. All right, so Brad, so what's it worth to you? Uh, I mean, I guess seventy millimeter. We did seventy millimeter. Yes. I mean,
1: for the movie itself, I would say I'd be fine paying the fifteen I paid. I think this is a movie you need to see in the theaters. So because of that, I'll bump it up the extra five and go the full 20. I didn't like this movie as much as you did. Mm -hmm. I had, I I thought the last hour and, you know, 15 minutes wasn't as good as the first 30. And I thought the end had
0: a little... The end's the only part I really have a problem with. I I have no problem with the climax and... and, and... I didn't have a problem with it. I just thought they front-loaded the best parts of the movie. Okay. In my opinion. Slightly disagree. That Tom Hardy stuff at the end is amazing. Yeah, it's great. Okay. I, I, I'm just saying. The, the, <laughs> just, all right, all right. I'm saying the
1: first 30 minutes of the movie knocked me out, and then the rest of it was good. Okay. I, I just didn't like
0: anything as much as I liked the first 30. That's fair. I, I'm going 20, and happily. Easily. I'm not just knocking it up $5 just because of... Uh, the theater. Experience. Yeah, the theater experience. Yeah. I, although I do agree, this is... If you're going to see a movie in theaters, I mean, this one's a pretty can't-miss. Theaters, I think, have, despite the amount of movies I've really enjoyed this year, like truly found uh, a deep enjoyment of, this certainly is one of them. Uh, I will say they've been doing a very good job of making things pretty unique theater experiences. That's true. Uh, Baby Driver certainly coming to mind very easily as well. Um, so, yeah, Happily Paid 20. Uh I tell you, I'm surprised. In spite of myself, I really found myself liking the Christopher Nolan film after thinking I would never, ever really enjoy a movie of his again.
1: I mean, you said it yourself. Minimal dialogue, and he shot the fuck out of this movie. I mean, it looks incredible.
0: And it's based in truth, so he didn't have to really write the story too much.
1: And it feels so authentic.
0: But, I, I didn't even mention this, the way he tells this story is so clever and so effective. With the air, the land, the sea, the uh, one week ago, one day ago, one hour ago. Oh, I, I ate that up. Ate it up. Really love that. I, I applaud him wholeheartedly for that convention. So, there it is. Well, Brett, you just saw Dunkirk. What are you going to do next? Uh, I kind of want to
1: see it again, actually. Mm. I uh, That convention one you were just time. talking about. Uh, I mean, I kind of missed some of the early parts of it. I kind of caught on what was going on later in the
0: movie. Um, so I was, but sometimes you watch the action from different points of view over and over, like twice. I think I don't think it ever happens more than twice. I don't think so
1: either, but either way I was kind of, I kind of missed that early on. So I'd kind of like to be able to now knowing that that's what's going on, go back and watch it again and fully experience that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and seeing this in theaters again, especially for a movie that's kind of in our in our time, uh, time frame, I'm happy to go see a movie like that in theaters again. There you go. Chris, you just watched Dunkirk. What are you going to do next?
0: Well, I still have to go see War for the Planet of the Apes for my summer movie viewing list. Right. But I'll tell you, I am so excited to watch Atomic Blonde, which is coming out next week. And for better or worse, I'm going to have a ticket to the Gunslinger. Oh, or right. the Dark Tower. Sorry, right? The Gunslinger is the book. Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey, Stephen King. Well, listen, McConaughey.
1: <sighs> I mean,
0: we're gonna we're gonna see it that just, one way or the other. It just looks like it's gonna be such a pile of garbage. Yeah, it, and it, it's off it, such a fantastic book franchise.
1: I haven't read the books. I know. That, I know. know we talking. The trailer
0: is concerning. And the runtime is so short too. Our, our friend and colleague, sound guy Dave, uh, brought it up that uh, we've almost seen the whole movie in trailers <laughs> because yeah. the runtime's so short. And I was like, "Oh no, don't say that." Cause I haven't cared for the trailers.
1: They, they, they could be better.
0: They could be better. All right, guys. Well, that's it. Hopefully, you're not saying the same thing about us here at High on Film and Buzzed Off Film. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us at highonfilm.com. You can hit up High On Film on all your social media bill accounts to find everything you want. Uh, what? A review of Spider-Man Homecoming, Wonder Woman, Transformers The Last Night, uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy we did for our regular High On Film scheduled programming. Baby uh, Driver. Baby Driver. Another summer movie we reviewed. Spoiler free. Great stuff, guys. Check it out. Leave us a review on iTunes. I'm at Cross Maxwell. It's Chris with an O, where the I should be, on Twitter and Instagram. Brad. BD always GP
1: at that on Twitter uh, <laughs> and Instagram and uh, I love you Pittsburgh Pirates. I will have a new article up each Sunday and uh, yeah, things are things have taken a turn in a surprisingly good way on an upswing. Yeah, unintended. That is yeah, well done. Uh, but yes, uh, you can find that on my Twitter page. Excellent,
0: guys. We're, we're in our summer hiatus, so look for more buzzed-off films as we get to them over the next bit, and we will be back with more regularly scheduled high-on film on September the 11th. So, an easy date to remember. <laughs> we'll see you soon, guys. We love you. Happy summer. Goodbye.